Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. David Ditchfield is a near-death experiencer, inspired artist, composer, author. He wants to use his NDE to make positive differences in your lives. In 2006, he was dragged under a speeding train in a freak accident. We'll talk about that. As the surgeons fought to save him, he had a profound near-death experience. When he woke in the hospital... He had acquired some astonishing new abilities, and he found that he could paint dramatic paintings of what he had seen in the afterlife. We've got those at coasttocoastam.com. Far beyond any artistic ability he had before. And then he discovered he could compose classical music, having never received any training. That's amazing. His book is called Shine On. David, welcome to the program. Looking forward to this with you tonight. Hey, George. Thanks for having me on. Tell me how you got pulled under a speeding train. Right. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I, I hate to have you relive this again, but we got to find out what happened to you. No worries. I've, I, you know, I've, I've spoken about it quite a few times now. So, um, yeah, well, basically what happened was uh, I'd, I'd been living in London at the time, and uh, my sister lived in Cambridge and uh, out in the country. She said, come and spend a few days with us because uh, I was down on my luck really at that point in my life and uh, I needed a break so I, I was up there for a few weeks and a friend that I just met in London came up and stayed with me and uh, I was seeing her off at the rail station uh, she needed to get back to the town and um, I helped her on, onto the uh, onto the train carriage with, with her bags and you know gave her a hug and I was just kissing her goodbye, and, and then I heard the emergency buzzers going for the for the doors about to close. So uh, she was going, David, get off. I was going, yeah, yeah, I'm going, don't worry. And as I stepped back, um, it was a very cold uh, February day. Yeah. And uh, my coat got caught in the actual closing doors. Oh. Doors. Uh, so, like, the bottom half of it was trapped in there, you know, and uh, it was like, oh, boy, you know. Um, I tried to pull it free, but it was like a good quality sheepskin and it wasn't going to come out. So, um, I called for help. I looked around and, and there was no guard on the platform that day. And, and I thought no, there was only one other guy actually just behind me who'd been seeing off his partner also. And, uh, you know, he said, take your coat off, mate. You know, right. Exactly. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, there's no way it's going to come off because the sheepskin lining was like so thick. It was just, you know, hugging my, the arms of the, of, of the whole jacket. As it you, were. you were trapped in but, it. Uh, exactly. There was no way it was just going to slip out. So um, I, I started banging on the, you know, the windows, shouting for help, hitting the automatic door buttons, but nothing happened. Oh. So I just stood there and I was looking at my friend Anna and we were just staring through the glass at each other. And the look of horror on her, her face was just, uh, you know, understandable. And uh, then at that point, I figured, well, this is it. You know, the engines were just revving up to leave. And I figured, um, I'm, I'm not going to get away from this, you know, and I'm probably going to die at this point. <laughs> and it started pulling up a pace and, and, this, and the train went incredibly fast. It's amazing how fast a train pulls out of a station when you're out on the outside of it. You believe you and me. It's like, it's a different story. You don't realize. Oh, that my God. And uh, I lost my footing eventually and was dragged along the platform. 
and then I was pulled between the gap of the platform edge and the train itself, and then you're kind of like in I that groove, kind of like in a groove, right? Yeah, that's it. And it's uh, it's it's you know it's not it's not it's it's not a very wide gap at all, but because of the the, the full speed and thrust of the train and me still being attached to it, the, I went down and. Um, and I just remember thinking, well, this is it. I'm going to die, you know. And um, I was just pulled down. And I remember seeing the, the side of the carriages seemed to disappear into the sky. And it was like a tremendous drop. And then I was thrown into, like, this darkness. And I was just tossed around like a rag doll. And I was, like, bashed around from, from the, you know, the, the side of the wall to the train. Oh, and all over my the place. God. Yeah. And... Uh, then I, I was conscious throughout the whole thing, so it was incredibly terrifying. Could you see people looking down at you, David, from the train? No, no. I, 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 it was just what I'm saying is, as I got pulled down, I just remember seeing the side of the carriage doors seem to disappear up into the sky. But by then, I was in complete darkness. I was just, uh, you know, right underneath, and uh, was just being, you know, thrown all over the place. And I, then I landed, literally. On the gravel of, of, in between the tracks, and the, and the and the train was still going on above my head at the height. Oh. And you're and, bouncing. Uh, you're basically bouncing along. Your legs are being dragged around and everything. Well, it was just like being thrown into into a, a washing machine, you know, on full speed. You know. Oh my god! It, it was just complete chaos, and uh, you know, it uh, incredibly frightening. And then I just kind of lay with my face down into the gravel and i just figured to myself it's not over yet you know um i could get hit by part of the undercarriage of the of the train so. that's right that's right yeah, or, or so there I, could be something hanging on the top there on you know where people stand to get on the train as it's going down the path are you still underground or are you above no, ground no, d- d- yeah well this was yeah i was underneath the actual train at that point so it was more of the like some of the undercarriage of the train. Oh, my you know, God. And, uh, so, yeah. And so I just kind of went, I was in survival mode, basically, and I just figured, right, at this stage, it's amazing how much I, I thought things through, you know, and I thought, okay, think of the, or the um, Indiana Jones movies and, you know, 007 James Bond movies where, you know, they're in this situation. Just put your head down and keep it right down, you know, which is what I did. And uh, the train eventually moved on. Did you did you ever pass out? No, I didn't do. You stayed awake. And then, how did you finally get out of this situation? Well, basically, the the train moved on, uh, and uh, I was just left lying down there in between the 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 rails, you know. And um, you you basically disengaged from the train. Yeah. Oh my God! Like the like the coat Um, ripped away or something like that. Yeah, it, it ripped as I fell down. As I said, that when I saw that, when I first went down and was pulled right under, I think the sheer force then uh, ripped the, the coat. I just remember hearing this tremendous rip, and down I went, you know, so, um, yeah. So the train, the train finally passes you, right, I guess. That's right, yeah. The and then there you on. are in the tracks just laying there? Yeah, I'm just oh. lying there in the track, and, uh, and then it, I, I just remember... Looking up and seeing like the sheer blue sky above me, and and just the contrast of, of the hell and darkness I'd just been through, and lying on the oily tracks and seeing this beautiful blue sky was just like wow, <laughs> hello. Now physically, <laughs> alive, you know. 
physically what had happened to you? I mean, did you still have your legs and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, well, my left arm uh, uh, was actually severed uh, f- uh, from the elbow down, so that was like the first thing I noticed. So, yeah, I just noticed that this fine, thick coat that I got on was now shredded. And, and the whole arm was just completely ripped open. And also, you know, then I, I realized at that point that my, my left arm had been completely, you know, the, it was, I, was, I was in a bad way. There was, there was, it was pretty messy. And, uh, oh, I, uh, yeah, I but, guess so. Would you... I was in, it was incredible because I, I mean, obviously I was, I was in shock, you know, and stuff. And um, the first thing I, I thought of, right, let me get my cell phone out and, and phone my sister to let her know what's happened. <laughs> it's just, you were you were that you were that cognizant of making a phone call. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I kind of not, you know, because that's what I figured I should do. But I, obviously, that was a crazy thing to, to think, be thinking of. You know, I, I pulled the phone out and it was and it was smashed anyhow. But um, by that time, help had arrived like literally within seconds. You know, and. Uh, you know, then they, they, the paramedics arrived, and, and these guys were incredible. They just they, all, they managed to get me off the trap eventually and then up onto the platform, which is about, you know, six or seven foot up in height. And, um, yeah, so that was a very oh. painful process, uh, just getting me off the track, you know. And, did, uh, did, they they, ever they, fi- did they ever find your arm? I mean, were they ever able oh, yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, the, the, the arm was still there, yeah. It, hadn't, it wasn't... Everything was, was, was with me still. In fact... The surgeons uh, at the hospital. I, that's one of the things I had begged them to do when they pulled me in. I said, "Look, can you please save my left arm?" <laughs> and uh, and they did. I mean, it's it's they managed to sew it back on. And so you've uh, got your left you know, arm. Is it functional? It's 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 fairly functional, not completely, but you know, it's pretty good. I mean, it's 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 amazing what they can do. I mean, this was this was like three very long. Uh, eight-hour operations to to be able to save it and, and to, to. Oh my God! Now, at what yeah. point, David, did you have the near-death experience? Okay, well, basically, what that was, I was, you know, they got me in an ambulance and I, they sped me down the highway and I went into a, a hospital. I went to Addenbrooke's Hospital, which is like a, a, a big university hospital in Cambridge. So I was lucky that we got this hospital there. So I, I arrived and there was, I remember going into the emergency department and there was like a, I remember seeing this big, huge semicircle of doctors and, and consultants and nurses waiting for me. So this whole team were like racing around trying to save me. I was losing copious amounts of blood at that point. And, uh, and it was when I was actually in the, in the emergency department that um, I was lying on the trolley with all this frantic noise going on around me that I suddenly left. Well, I was in agony as well. So I, was, I left that whole moment of being in pain and all the bright lights shining in my eyes to a completely dark and warm place. And all the pain had gone. And I, I was lying in what I, I thought was a, 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 just like a really dark, beautiful, warm room. And I could see at first like these uh, pulsating colors all around me. They were just kind of like little, they were like orbs of light, which were just slowly pulsating. And it was just calming me. And I just thought, wow, this is just like beautiful. What a contrast from the hell I'd just been through. And um, and I, I lay there. And then I um, I suddenly felt a presence. Uh, and I looked at my feet. And just at my right-hand foot, I saw what was... Um, this, I could only describe as this beautiful androgynous being, like a, like a, a, a beautiful sort of... 
person with mm-hmm. uh, with like blonde white hair and like glowing skin. And this this person was just like stood there smiling at me with a knowing smile. Just and I thought it's like I'd known this this androgynous being the whole of my life and and beyond. You know, it was like um, there was a strong connection there, and I just felt that this person was watching over me and guarding me. So I figured at this point that this is it, you know, that I died and this is, I'd gone on to the next stage. And uh, Did you want to come uh, back? No, at that point I thought this is great. You know, just, I had no sense of, of, of panic or fear that, I, that this is death. It was actually, I, t- I went with it completely and thought, well, um, this, is, this is great because I felt so calm. And um, so... The, the interesting thing as well, this being was wearing like a like a, just like a black T-shirt, like a sort of you know very contemporary sort of shirt, and nothing sort of ethereal. So, it, it, so it, it felt like you know there was a, a sense of knowing between us, and like like some you know when you meet somebody say at a party that you've and you connect straight away, and you feel like you've known this person all your life. It was a bit like right. that, but but by ten, ten, times by ten, you know, or more. So I lay I laid my head back at that point, and. Um, I suddenly realized that I was lying on on a on a huge kind of like slate rock like a like a medieval altar if you like and it was just like I thought but it was very comfortable and and I laid back and uh, and um I looked down to check my my injuries to look at my body to see how it was all looking and everything was fixed my whole body was completely intact there was, you know my left arm there was no scars or bruising <laughs> and and I was Covered in this like blue sheet, and the blue sheet was kind of like a like a like a, a satin sort of silky texture to it, and it was just keeping me very cool and and calm and relaxed. Then I laid my head back onto the rock, and um, and as I looked up, there were like three grids of white light that were like just slowly uh, hovering above my head. And I couldn't take my gaze away from from these grids of light because the light that was coming from them was just like a pure white light, and it was just it's a kind of, it was very bright light. But I, I it, normally you I wouldn't be able to look into something so bright like sunlight or electric light that bright. But this I could, and uh, and I just couldn't take my gaze away because it was like a healing sort of light. The sensation was just so very comforting. Um. So I just figured, well, what is going on here? You know, this is like, I felt felt like I was being prepared for something. And, and this what. is still when you're physically in the ambulance? No, 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 this is, this, no, this is, this is uh, at this stage, I was actually in the hospital. You're back now. in the hospital, okay. Yeah, I was in the hospital. And uh, so I'm looking up at these, these bright white lights, the, the, these grids, and... Um, then I suddenly realized that there were two other beings with me, either side of me, um, a female form. Um, one of them was uh, sort of uh, like an Asian or uh, American sort of uh, Indian appearance, and the other one was uh, white Caucasian. And uh, they both had their, their hands kind of hovering over my body, and they were like healing, healing me, really, almost like a, a Reiki healing sort of form. And but the energy that was coming from their hands was just like really powerful. It was like um, it was like the sense sensation of um, 
almost like love. It was like a, like a very intense form of love that was just coming from the, the, all three of these beings, basically. And uh, it was like an energy that was just going right through my body. That every, all, every single molecule of me was kind of almost vibrating with this beautiful sensation. And uh, well, physically, how long were you out? Were you in a coma? Did it no, last? I wasn't in, no, no, nothing no, like that. I wasn't in a coma at all while this was happening. But, but you know, back in on the earth plane, if you like, I was still conscious. But this is this is the actual near death experience itself. Um, uh, you know, this is a different plane uh, altogether from from being in a, in a state of coma. You know, and, and this NDE that you had, David, was a, was a one time NDE, or did you fall back into it and die again and come back, or was it just one time? No, no, I stayed. I stayed in in in, in the NDE, and that was it. I, I, you know, I just, it continued on, and uh, I was still there. At, the, at this at this stage, as it were, yeah. So, because um, your yeah. pi- your pictures, your artwork, it, they're remarkable and it's gorgeous. The other oh, side yeah. must look good, huh? The what? Sorry. The other side must look pretty good. It's it's amazing. It's a beautiful sight to see. I mean, this, uh, I mean, the, the next thing that I saw while I, while I was there, which uh, which is in one of my paintings, is. Um, well, basically, well, as I was lying on this huge rock, I figured that my hospital, my family was still down in the hospital because they'd all rushed in to see me, and I and I thought, well, they must be grieving over my dead body right now because I figured that I was dead, and so I looked over the edge of this big, huge rock, uh, hoping to see them. And as I looked down, I didn't see them at all in the hospital. But what I did see was like this beautiful waterfall of stars. It was like a huge, huge arc of of, uh, of stars that was just kind of cascading down in, into into galaxies and into other into into the infinity basically and it was just like a beautiful sight and there was lots of deep colors within in the base of this uh, infinity um, and um, I thought wow this is amazing and I, of course I, I knew by then that I wasn't in this small darkened room that I figured that I was actually in the universe itself and um, so it was really quite tremendous. <laughs> Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.